time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. It's the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road. You can find us online at roadmapfinancial.com. That's roadmapfinancial.com. Listen to past episodes of the show, find links to subscribe on your favorite podcasting apps, and much more, all at RoadmapFinancial.com, including the opportunity to sign up for a free consultation via remote video conference or in person with Glenn and the team. On today's show, we're going to be talking about traditional IRAs and Roth IRAs. I'm willing to bet, Glenn, that a majority of our listeners have at least one of those kinds of accounts, if not both. Yet it seems that most people, even if they have these accounts, don't have a clear picture of which one they should be contributing to more. Or should they contribute to one less or equal amounts? Lots of questions surround this topic. So traditional or a Roth, what's best for you? That's what we're going to discuss on today's show. So Glenn, first of all, uh, do you see the confusion around these two accounts? And maybe we should start with sort of just the, the basic differences between them. Sure, Walter. Well, yeah, I mean, we those, those are questions that, that, that come up, you know, quite a bit in terms of, you know, well, how much money should I have here? And should I use this? And you know, what about that? And, you know, and obviously, I mean, you know, we have to kind of start with, well, you know, what they are and so forth. So, you know, a, a traditional IRA or a traditional 401k or 403b or, you know, a traditional retirement type of an account, you know, typically what you're looking at is you're t- looking at pre-tax dollars, right? Money that you have yet to pay taxes on. It's coming from wages and, you know, it's it's going into a retirement account, in which case you will not be taxed on that money until it actually is taken out out of the account, you know, as a withdrawal or a distribution out of that account. And then at that point in time, it would be taxed, you know, as basically as, you know, as this kind of like deferred wages, right? It would be treated as ordinary income, which is the way your, you know, your salary or your, you know, wages are today. And it would be taxed in that manner when it comes out of the account, right? Whereas a Roth, you know, whether it be a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k, you know, or that type of an account, those are after-tax dollars. So the, in those situations, you know, you're you're paying the tax first, and then you're putting that money into the Roth account. You know, and then in that scenario, you know, if you know if you there, you've dot a couple I's and cross a couple T's, there's a few rules to you know to adhere to. But in essence, you know, what happens is is that when you put that money in to that Roth account, in as much as you've already paid the taxes on that, you know, then then you know when you're when you're looking to to take that money out, you know, a number of years later, you know, your contributions will come out tax free, and in you know in the vast majority of all cases, you know, so would the earnings or the growth, right? And so in that scenario, it's like, you know, hey, if you've got money that's growing in a, in a tax-free environment and, you, and there's strategies to be able to pull it out, you know, where there's, where there's, no, tax, there's no tax implications of that, you know, that can be really powerful, you know, in, in terms of your overall planning. You know, you have to think in terms of, well, you know, if I've got money that, that's going away, you know, pre-tax or, you know, in a, in a traditional, you know, IRA or a traditional 401k, that means I, you know, may not have to pay taxes on it today, which might be helpful depending upon your your tax situation and your and your tax brackets. But you also have to weigh the the other side of it is is what is going to be your tax situation when you are in retirement and that money has to start to come out. And so those are questions that when when we go into the discovery process and we dig into the depths of well, 
you know, how much income do you, are you going to have? What are going to be the sources of that? Is there going to be Social Security? Is there going to be pension money? Is there going to be distributions from these accounts? Maybe all of the above or maybe just some of the above. You know, how much have you saved in relative terms to how much are you going to need in terms of, you know, your regular income? You know, but sometimes, you, you, you know, you might need to lean on those accounts a little heavier for the income that you absolutely have to have. Sometimes it's like you may have enough income that you don't need to draw from those accounts very much. I mean, everybody's situation is a bit different, but we really have to look in terms of the, the tax consequences of when the money comes out you know, as well as, you know, when the money goes in. But, you know, the vast majority of folks that I've that I've talked to over the years is, you know, that most of that decision has been made upon, you know, how is it going to be treated, you know, when the money goes into the account rather than when it comes out of the account. And when we start thinking about, well, what does that mean? And that means if we're taking it out of the account at some point in the future, we have to understand, well, what does that mean tax-wise? Are the tax brackets going to be the same as what they currently are today? Or do you think they're going to be higher? Do you think they'll be the same? Do you think they'll be lower? You know, a lot of people that I talk to, the vast majority of folks that I talk to, you know, think with all the debt and the deficit and everything that's going on, there's probably a pretty darn good chance that, you know, that tax rates might be higher. So when you start thinking about that and you say, okay, well, if you're putting it in tax deferred and, you know, in pre-tax and you're going to be taking it out later down the road, if tax rates are going to be higher, maybe there's a conversation to be there to, to, to see if that's really the the best thing to do. You know, in some cases, you know, you know, depending upon where, where your taxable income is going to be versus, you know, versus the, you know, where the, where the tax brackets are, you know, are, are going to be, there might be a reason to put more money into that tax deferred account. In a lot of cases, there's going to be, you know, the idea of like, hey, maybe, maybe we need to stop putting so much in the air and really start funding the Roth. You know, or maybe there's situations where you've put too much money in one place and you need to think about, you know, say maybe do some conversions of, of, you know, of converting traditional money into Roth money. There's a variety of different scenarios there, Walter, and it's really important to understand, you know, and what we're really talking about is the tax consequences of your retirement savings and whether or not, you know, you, you know how much money is, is actually yours and is there, is there any kind of a tax liability attached to your account. I think these are big questions, of course, that need us to delve into them a little bit further here, Glenn. I think if you look at the numbers, so many more people have contributed to traditional IRAs than Roths over the course of their lives. Why is that the case, do you think? Well, I think, Walter, I mean, it's a natural thing. I mean, it, it's kind of the default choice, you know, that, that, that's there, uh, number one. Number two, you know, the, the traditional pre-tax contributions has been around a lot longer than, than the possibility of putting money into Roths, particularly when, when it comes to like retirement, pl- you know, retirement plans at work, right? I mean, I'll, I'll, ask, I'll ask the question a lot of times of folks when they come in to visit for the first time or if we're talking on the phone for the first time, you know, is to, you know, well, you know, hey, do you have a Roth 401k? or a Roth 403B at work. And you'd be surprised. There's a lot of times when the folks say, you know what, I don't really know the answer to that question. And it's like, well, that's one of the first things we need to find out because we need to determine, you know, do you have, you know, do you have the ability to put money into this type of an account? You know, and, and, if, and if we're really looking to, you know, to possibly, you know, put some money into, you know, a, an environment that it can grow tax-free, you know, we need to know what what are your choices, and do you you know can you access that thing you know that that type of an account at work? You know or, you know can you access it? You know if if you can't get it you know get that kind of account at work. You know what about you know in a, in a Roth IRA that's not at work? You know can you potentially do both? And some people can, some people can't. Depends upon you know how much money are you making? You know or how much money is, is the household making? So I mean th- those are those are key things to, you know to you know to know and you know and figure out. But you know like you say I mean the the first key is is to you know, 
determine, well, what choices do I have? And like I say, I mean, the, the Roth has just not been around as long. And so sometimes folks, you know, just, this, just didn't know they could. You know, and sometimes they've been working at the same place for a long time. And when they first started, there was no Roth or there was no Roth possibility. And maybe the, the plan, you know, their, their work retirement plan got updated, but they didn't really, you know, that's not some news that they heard about. And they just didn't know, you know, that it, that it was available to them. I think that's interesting. Uh, didn't even know it was available to them. That That's really key. Now, you've outlined some differences here, Glenn, but let's focus more specifically on the Roth IRA. Why can that be so powerful? And I have a feeling this goes back to a previous episode. Just recently, we were talking about that someone who had a million dollars. <laughs> it's not really a million dollars if it's in like a traditional IRA or a 401k. They have a partner in that account called Uncle Sam, but the Roth doesn't have that partner, right? Is that where that power lies? Well, yeah. I mean, that there, there's there's an awful lot there, Walter. And there, I mean, there's there's more to it than that as well. I mean, is, and that's the biggest piece. Yeah. I mean, if you've got money in that Roth account, then I mean, largely that means the taxes have already been paid, right? And so as you know, as you pull that money out, you know, you know that that's yours, right? There's also the implications of you know what you know what is the money that you have in a pre-tax account or or a traditional account, you know, and and when that comes out. You know, it's certainly going to be subject to taxation. The other thing that comes into play that, that most people and, and, you know, and unfortunately, I, you know, from what I hear in different conversations, you know, that the, the some, some advisors are not fully aware of all of the rules and, you know, and, and, and the implications of Social Security income. But, you know, one of the biggest causes of getting your of having your Social Security be subject to taxation is the is the amount of withdrawals or distributions coming out of your traditional IRAs, because, what can cause your Social Security to be subject to taxation is based on how much other income you have. And when you have other distributions coming out of your, you know, of your IRAs or your 401ks that are subject to taxation, when those distributions hit your tax return, it can also potentially start pushing your Social Security over into the taxable column as well. And so then you end up with, with, with an extra tax that you, that you really were not aware of. And so Roth can help buffer that to, you know, to some degree. Again, depending on your particular situation, and we have to do some analysis to determine you know, what's going to be the, the right balance of is, well, how much money should I have in this kind of an account and how much money should I have in that kind of an account? But our goal is to try to help folks protect their Social Security from taxation as best we possibly can because it's money that is not automatically subject to taxation. It's only subject to taxation based on the other income that you have. And, you know, in, in a lot of cases, we can actually help folks, you know, either, you know, change their contributions, you know, in terms of where the, where they're putting money in, you know, what kind of accounts they're putting their money into and or the possibility of doing some conversions, you know, prior to, you know, starting to take the Social Security income. And then and then it can become really, really powerful if, you know, if you were able to collect your Social Security without having any taxation on it, simply because, you know, you, you put some strategies in place, you know, early on enough that, that you were, you know, you were tax wise and, and you're planning. And now you now you actually have more money that you can actually hold on to and utilize and, you know, and it'll help make your money last longer and help you do more more for the people and the causes that you care about. And that's key, Glenn. That's key. What about uh, what about some hypotheticals or some examples here? Maybe both sides of this coin. Can you give us an example or a hypothetical of somebody who it makes more sense for them to contribute to a Roth versus a traditional, and then where it makes more sense for somebody co- to contribute to a traditional versus a Roth? Right. Well, Walter, I mean that that kind of comes down to that situation where we're talking about doing the analysis. 
And so we, you know, we kind of look at, well, how old are you? How close are you to retirement? How much do you currently have saved in, you know, in the, in the pre-tax or the traditional, you know, IRA or the traditional 401k? And, you know, and how much do you have in the other account? You know, I mean, we, we see situations more often than not, we, you know, it's a, you know, more often the way that, that there's less money in the Roth account and, you know, and probably, you know, less need or maybe no need to continue to put money away in pre-tax accounts, right? And maybe, maybe we need to shift that a bit. It's really key. We look at how old are you? Where are you? When are you going to retire? What are your, what are going to be the retirement, you know, income streams that you're going to have? And we can really mathematically begin to figure out, well, what's going to be the best number or what's, you know, quote unquote magic number <laughs> that you should have in, in this in this account, you know, in order to, you know, to be the most tax efficient. Right. But, you know, the, the, the key is, is that, you know, if you've got, you know, probably you know, three, four five hundred thousand dollars or more in pre-tax dollars, then you're starting to be in the situation where you probably need to start you know, doing some tax aware planning because in your particular situation, you might, you know, if, if you're not careful, you might end up exposing yourself to far more taxation than, than you really have to. Right. And it's and sometimes it's just a simple tweak of just, you know, just a shifting of a, a certain amount of dollars per year. Maybe it's maybe it's repositioning dollars, you know, in a conversion. Maybe it's just, you know, you know, switching your contributions. Maybe it's a combination of both. But again, we're really looking to see, you know, how can we protect you, you know, from excess taxation? And that's kind of one of the starting places that we go. On the other side of the coin, when we have somebody who is like, hey, you know, they have very little, if any money, you know, maybe, you know, put away in a, in a pre-tax account, you know, and they and maybe they've maybe they've been putting money into Ross or maybe they, you know, for whatever reason, there's there's not a lot of money, you know, in that in those in those pre-tax accounts. And then maybe they're not going to be any pensions or any other forms of income other than Social Security. Well, we have to think about we have to start thinking in, ter- in terms of a tax aware strategy. You know, when everybody, you know, the, the tax return is kind of, you know, it, it's kind of an intimidating, you know, document and whatnot. But and most people, you know, have have a limited understanding of it. But I think most people understand that you have an adjusted gross income and then you have deductions. And then after those deductions are taken out, then you have a taxable income. Right. And so, you know, you, you have you have a certain amount of deductions that are going to be there that you can that, that in essence are write offs against your your, uh, you know, all your adjusted gross income. And so, you know, in that scenario, if we look at how those two numbers relate to one another, if, you know, we end up that we're going to have very little or maybe no money that, you know, that shows up on that taxable line, then that means that maybe we can contribute significant amount, you know, into that that tax deferred account for a number of years so that when you start taking that money out, yes, it's going to be subject to taxation. But if the money that's coming out, you know, is still in a relatively good position to, you know, what the deductions are, you you, you, know, you may end up being in a situation where you can put money in and take the tax deduction as you're putting the money in and possibly being able to take it out without having to pay taxes on it. You know, and, and that's and that's the you know, those are those are really pretty fun cases. And, you know, when you can show folks, you know, hey, you know, in your particular situation, you know, you can put up to this amount, you know, for this number of years and you're going to be in a good situation. 
and you know and and they had no idea you know it's like they've just been you know saving you know saving it over in a different type of account maybe they've been putting money you know in into into a roth when that was probably a, a good strategy to some degree but maybe they have too much there and not enough in the in the pre-tax account like i say that's a that's a more rare situation but we do see it you know it's it's more common than you might think and so we again we always we encourage folks that we we really want to do that, that that holistic look at where you are and what your needs are, and to determine, you know, hey, what's you know, how do how do we plan for the retirement years, and and what's your exit strategy? How do you get the money out of the accounts? Is it you know, how are we going to do that in the most efficient manner and make sure that that your money lasts and does all the things that you want it to do for you? Well, it's helpful to hear those different examples, Glenn. And I know that this is just one of those conversations that you're having in the office or in your remote meetings with clients. Uh, Probably every time you talk to somebody, I would imagine that the conversation of traditional and Roth contributions come up. And if it's something you don't have a good grasp on, be sure to reach out to Glenn and talk about it with him. And you can do that again in person or via remote meeting to schedule a time to meet, you can go to RoadmapFinancial.com and click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page. That's RoadmapFinancial.com. Or give a call to 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. Glenn, thanks for walking us through the conversation about traditional versus Roth IRAs, and we'll look forward to another great show with you next week. All right, Walter. Take care now. We appreciate it. That's Glenn Mosseller. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Yeah.